I just want to read something to you that um, before we pray. And this is a a text I sent Clark over the weekend, and just I want to try to share something really good happened. Revelation that really good. So I'm going to pray that I'll be able to communicate what what I am seeing that I think will help all of us and certainly is encouraging to me. Cool. Hey, man, I got a revelation. Um, don't know if I can explain it. I start getting tears in my eyes when I think about it. Here it goes. He's really here with me. I can feel him. It's the way they had him. The apostles always with them. I really need him. He saw that. I pray this feeling of him never leaves me. It's just him. It's that simple. It's just him. I can see why John laid his head on his chest. It's just him. He is the best friend we could ever have. He will always protect us. He will bring us home. Lord, we thank you that it's so simple. You have been made to us. Wisdom, righteousness, life, holiness, redemption, all those things. You're the best friend we could ever have. You will always protect us. You'll bring us home. Lord, help us see what you have done and how awesome it is to have you. We have you like they had you. Always with us. Always with us. Even until the end of the world. Help me, Lord, speak what you've shown me and help us hear. I pray we will, we will hear with, with ears of the Spirit. I pray that we will prepare our heart to hear this morning with great need, seeing our great need of you. So that's the key, to see that without you we can do nothing but that through you we can do all things. Thank you, Lord, for the simplicity of Christ. To live is Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. You know, it's nothing new 
It's the same truth we've been speaking and living and for a long time, but something clicked. And he wants us to know that we have him like they had him. We have him like they had him. When they walk with him and encounter situations, they saw him with their eyes and they would go to him and he would always be the answer. That's what we have. That's why it's not. Um, that's why it's not complicated. That's why the uh, he chooses the foolish to confound the wise, and he chooses the weak to confound the strong, because it's really not about a lot of knowledge. It's not about our willpower. It's not about uh, ten steps to this or five steps to that. It's not a formula. It's not even the Bible. Jesus said, you search these scriptures and they speak of me. And you won't come to me that you might have life. He was talking to the Pharisees. They thought everything was the Bible, the Bible, the scriptures, the scriptures. But the scriptures are only life as they reveal him. And that's why when he opened the scriptures to the early disciples... He opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures and it was all about him. I'm going to try to explain what I'm seeing. I think you already get it. But it's really cool. Paul said to the Corinthians, he said, I, he goes, I, I fear lest as Satan beguiled Eve and moved her to this other tree, this tree of the knowledge of good and evil, this very complicated tree, a very complicated tree that brings uh, self-awareness and awareness of your nakedness and awareness of your differentness or separateness from God, a tree that brings you fear and shame, all of that. He says, Paul says, I pray that as Satan beguiled Eve and brought her away from the simplicity, he says, the simplicity of Christ. And, that's, and that was his prayer in John 17 where he said, Father, as I am one with you and you are one with me, I pray that they too would be one with us. I in them, they in me, you in me, Father, I in you. Jesus lived his whole life in 
a, a, such a conscious awareness of the Father is always with me. And a father who just loved him, beloved of the Father. He was so aware of the love of the Father, so aware of the presence of the Father. And he was so aware of his need of the Father. He said, the Son of Man can do nothing of himself. Nothing. The Son of Man can do nothing of himself. Which is a powerful statement from Jesus himself. The Son of Man can do nothing of himself. And then he says to us, apart from you, I mean, apart from me, you can do nothing. So he modeled, he modeled for us this, this life with the Father that um, was just amazing. Simplicity of living in the love of the Father and the Father living through him. It's what Paul was trying to say in all of his letters. You know, Paul said uh, the secret of the Christian life is this great mystery of that we, we were crucified with Christ. We really did die. And yet we're alive, but not just us like we used to be. For he that is born of the flesh is flesh, but he that is born of the Spirit is spirit. And he has created us new in him. We are completely new in him. And having him makes the new work. We are completely new in him. God raises the dead and calls into being that which did not exist before. And that's what happened when we were born of him. A new creation. And the new works, if you want to say it that way, only because we have him. So he, he prayed that for us, that we would be one as he is one with the Father. And he accomplished that. One thing I hear sometimes when um, teaching is going out there trying to help the body of Christ to, to overcome sin and overcome the flesh and overcome hang-ups and things like that, sometimes I listen for what Jesus, how Jesus taught, and I listen for what the apostles taught, and sometimes I don't hear hardly anything about how we died. And yet the apostles linked our death with the release of the power of sin over and over again. As Paul says, or Peter says, he who has died has ceased from sin. Paul says, because you have died, sin shall not have dominion over you, for you have died. And of course, in his letters over and over again, talking about the old man has died and the new man has come. So I, I listen for, because I, I don't want to go off into some rabbit trail of trying to fix myself. You can't. You know, I don't, I've spent enough time around the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and every wind of doctrine to and fro trying to fix ourselves. And you can't fix yourself. The old has to be terminated. And that's what God did. 
And there has to be a completely new person created. And that's what God did. And in union with him, inherent in the focus of being new in him and inherent in having him, the focus of having him, inherent in that is the truth that the old has already died. In other words, you don't have to try to struggle with, I died, I died, I died, I died, I died, I died. You see what I'm saying? Inherent in focusing on the new and on him, the Spirit brings the reality that, yes, you died. Because it cannot be any other way. So, and so I listen for those things, you know. I think men make it too complicated. I think that um, if you think about the richness of what Christ did in um, literally taking us out of this world through death and out of the jurisdiction of the law, translating us from the kingdom of this darkness into the kingdom of the beloved Son in the Spirit, a whole new reality, the truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set us free. The real, what is. In that world, in his world, we have him. That's what he said. I go to prepare a place for you that you may be where I am. And so we could walk the rest of our days on earth together. For he has raised us up together with him, Paul says, to sit together with him. This is, this is all revelation of the Spirit. You can't teach this to the flesh. Flesh and blood will not reveal this to you. But the Father, the Spirit will. And it's not hard. All, it, all you really need because it's not complicated. It's Him. We can lay our head on His chest and not have to figure it all out because we have Him. It's so cool. That's why the the world can receive this. The uneducated, the masses in India, South America, and China who cannot understand the complexity of some of the teaching that comes from the church and trying to how to fix yourself. They couldn't understand that. They couldn't pull it off. They couldn't do it, but they can hope they can hope it. Is it true I can have him? Yeah, you can have him. We must become as a little child, Jesus said, you know. It's so simple. But it's so profound. I mean, really, he has brought us to a whole new place. 
It's the place he prepared in himself and we are actually in union with him. Practically, how does this work out? You know, you just wake up, you wake up in the morning and you still have him. You know, and his love, it's the love. You don't have him as uh, someone who's judging or pointing out things in the flesh. For who shall bring any charge to his children? For he reconciled us. What he's wanting to reveal to us is who he created us to be. So as we look at him who created us, new in him, we are transformed by the renewal of our mind into the same image of the one we're beholding because he made us like himself. That's why they, they would, in the book of Acts, they, it says that they preached Jesus. They went everywhere preaching Jesus. They didn't preach um, how to get free from sin. They didn't preach. They preached him. And um, the learned ones in Jerusalem noticed that the, the uneducated Galileans, the kind of the rednecks of the area, because you could tell from their, di- their dialect, that they were Galileans. They took note of, how, of the wisdom they had about, about God, about life. And they said they took note they had been with Jesus. And he sends us to proclaim him and explain his gospel, explain what his death and burial and resurrection did. And then he fin- finishes that prayer. He says, Father, I pray that they would be one as we are one and that they would know that the love whereby you have loved me with you have loved them with and that that love might be in them and I in them. I'm excited. It's like a Always with us. Grace for grace. Thorns in our flesh. Things we struggle with. In our weakness, His power is made perfect. Therefore, we rejoice in our need of Him. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I boast in my need of him that the power of Christ might rest upon me. No flesh can glory in his presence.
It's him. It's him to live as Christ. And you see it in the Gospels. You see him. Whatever the need, take it to him. Take it to him. How can we feed these people? All we have is a couple of loaves, a few fish. Bring it to him. He said, didn't I say if you would only believe, you would see the glory of God. We have him. Like they had him. That's what the Spirit is saying. We have him. Like they had him. It's no different. In fact, it's better. It's what he said. Paul never saw him with his eyes in the flesh. He saw him after the ascension. But he never saw him as a man before his work. And yet Paul knew him in a way the other disciples really didn't get to know him. Except for maybe John. And that was to teach us, to show us that you don't have to be, have been born in that small area of time to have him. And I used to think, you know, well, Paul is a super spiritual person. We can never know him like Paul knew him. But it's not true. He was the chiefest of sinners. He was chosen by God to be an example of his great love and, and how available he is. And the truth of union the truth of having him always bye Rosemary she can't hear we love you Rosemary we love you Yes, we have him. Gospels are alive with um, his life, the focus on him. Come to me, come to me. The enemy is always trying to distract us, move us away from the simplicity of Christ. He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall bear much fruit. The 
conscious awareness of being inside of Him 24-7 and Him being in us and speaking in us. His words. Unbeatable combination. There's, there's something so powerful about knowing that we have Him and He speaks to us. We can hear Him. The creative power of God is in His speaking. Moses' face began to shine, the Scripture says, when he was speaking with God. God was speaking, Moses was speaking, and his face began to shine. The shining of God was coming through him. The same shining he was looking at was coming through him in the speaking. The creative power of God, the Word, became flesh and dwelt among us. God said, and it was. He made it um, so easy to be transformed. Think about it. It makes sense. He did the hard part. Why would he make the transformation a difficult thing? We make it difficult because we are distracted from the simplicity or we think that that wouldn't work or that doesn't make sense. But really nothing makes sense that he did in the natural. I mean, he put dirt on a blind, mind, blind man's eyes. You know, leaning not to our own understanding, but allowing him to teach us his ways. His ways are not our ways. For the fullness of the Godhead dwell bodily in him. For God put all of his fullness in him. To look upon him was to look upon God. And then he placed us inside him. For it is of God that we are in Christ. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall bear much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. The new manifest because we have him. Kind of like when Moses was, um, when Moses went back up the mountain, you know, and he saw the children of Israel had already broken the law, and he broke the tablets and frustration and anger, and he went back up, and and God said, um, "Let me show you something, Moses." That's when Moses said, "Lord, show me your your glory, that I might know you." And he said, I have all my goodness pass in front of you. 
And that's when he put him in that rock, the cleft of the rock. To me, that's a picture of, you know, God showing us that a new thing was coming, that he would place us inside himself. The rock was just a picture. We sing about it, you know, cleft of rock. I mean, uh, rock of ages, cleft for me. That's Christ, the rock. And he was like, so he was showing Moses that something's coming, Moses. The law is, is not life. The law cannot give life. The law is just so that men will see their need of me, that every mouth would be shut, that they might receive this new thing that's coming. So that corresponds with the part where Jesus said, if you abide in me. And then you see Elijah going up that same mountain after, after judgment, didn't, judgment didn't change the hearts of the people. And Elijah's discouraged, just like Moses was discouraged, and went up the same mountain. And Elijah's looking for God, and he doesn't see him in the whirlwind or the tornado or the fire. And then... puts his robe around him and he says the Lord's not in all that outward stuff and then it's then a still small boy speaks within him his words I see that as corresponding with his his words hope I'm not sounding too heavy I just I'm not I'm not trying to be heavy. I just know that it's real simple. Um, during the day, we can we can hear his words. We can hear his voice. You know, there's there's a there's a segment of of Christianity that actually teaches that, or they imply that you really can't hear him. That you need the leaders to hear him for you, and a whole segment of Christianity that teaches that. That's so wrong. That's so wrong. There's, um, it's just the opposite. I mean, one of the one of the the, the uh, promises of the new covenant is that they all shall be taught of me, says the Lord. Yes. Just another way the enemy is trying to keep us from the relationship, the simplicity of having him. And when they had him, he was not silent; he talked. He said, my sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. And they will not follow a stranger. He speaks to us that we are as he is now. Righteous as he is. Holy and blameless as he is. All those things that Paul talked about. The bride without spot, without wrinkle. Or any such thing. In him. 
He created us new in Him that He might inhabit us. We were created new, a new spirit, a new person, a dwelling place of God. It had to be that way. It couldn't dwell in an old that's getting better. Couldn't dwell in anything that had a past. It had to be new. He couldn't even clean it up and dwell in it because it had a past. You are a new creature, the Greek says. Creature, meaning new species, never existed before. Just like Adam, it was a brand new race, a new creation. He is the last Adam. He's begun a whole new race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. That's truth. That's the truth. The flesh is just the flesh. The body is dead because of sin. The spirit's alive because of righteousness. We are in that rock. We do have the still small voice on the inside. We are in him and he's in us. We can hear him. We must hear him. It is the creative power of God to commune in the speaking of God to us and us to him. Our face begins to radiate. The real us is manifested. For it is God who is at work in us, both to will and to do, according to his good pleasure. The new heart is coming forth as the mind is renewed. There's a manifestation of what is as we abide in the simplicity of him. Jesus, the Christ. To live is Christ. And that's what Paul was trying to say when he said, I, I was crucified with Christ. This is the great work of God, the great mystery of God. I was crucified with Christ. I was judged for my whole life on earth as a man of Adam, which means all sin, even future sin, has been atoned for. I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I'm alive. Yet not I. I'm not the source of my life anymore. But Christ lives in me. We have him. We have him. Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in this body, I live by simple faith in him. We have him. Like they had him. Faith in him who loved me and gave himself for me. Jesus said things like this. He said, take heed how you hear. He says, take heed what you hear. Mm. Two things he said, take heed how you hear and take heed what you hear. Because there are voices that will lead you away from the simplicity of him. This world doesn't know him. And so their answers are not about him. 
sit not in the counsel of the ungodly, the scripture says, because they have no answers that are in him. And how we hear, I think, is important too, because I think it's really important that we hear with a, um, I think a real key is seeing how, how Jesus really was so aware of his need of the Father. So aware of his need of the Father. And it was not a scary thing with him because he knew the Father was there for whatever he needed. You know, that's how he could lift up the bread and the loaves and thank the Father. Thank you, Father, that you heard me. I know you always hear me. Thank you, Father. Or Lazarus' tomb in the face of death. Thank you, Father. I know you hear me and you always hear me, but I say it out loud that those around might believe. I I believe he was such a thankful man. I think he was thankful a lot. I think that's one of the things that happens when we, oh, we're so aware of our need of him and so aware of his great love for us and his provision for us. And we become very thankful. In fact, I sense when I'm not thankful for little things, I've, I've gotten into on a track in my thinking of, I can do this myself kind of thing. But when I'm so thankful for even little things, it's a great place to be. Because you're just so thankful. And you're just, you're relying on this one that is within. Jesus himself. They'd wake up in the morning with the fire, you know, and he was there. They had him. In the evening under the stars, sleeping out there with them. The Son of Man has no place to lay his head. And like Clark says, love what Clark says, he goes, what, what that says to me, Clark said, was that it shows me he really didn't care that he had a house or not. Not that we shouldn't have houses, but it was his, he wasn't worried about it. Son of man has no place to lay his head. Birds have nests. You know? There was a lack of fear, lack of worry, lack of care. Casting all our care upon him. My prayer for my life is just a growing, growing awareness of this one truth. I have him. It's, it's just not a formula. I have him. And all that he is, I am. As he is, so am I in this world, the scripture says. Not later one day in the sweet by and by, when I die. A growing awareness of the new man. Because as I see who I really am, I will put off the deeds of the old man and I will simply be who I am. To be who you are is to live your destiny. For we have been created in Christ Jesus. 
And created is a word, by definition, it's instant. It's not a progressive thing. You don't progressively create something. It's God said it, and it was done. Let there be light, and there was light. We have been created in Christ Jesus unto good works that we simply should walk in them. In other words, they're inside of us. It's like a DNA. It's like a a code almost. The new man, every gift, every calling, everything is already inside of you. You just walk in who you are as we rest in what he's done. And you can't miss it because it's inside of you. It's not in the hands of men. Your destiny is not in the hands of other people. It's inside of you. You can't miss it as we simply abide. No man can thwart God's plan for your life. He put it in you. And because you have him, it will come to pass. The new works because we have him. What a rest. No comparing ourselves one with another, no competition, no fear of missing out of God's plan for my life or all this stuff. We can be because within each one of us is the spiritual genetics of our calling, our giftings, our life, our personality, our everything. And we can hear him. We must hear him. And it's, it's unexplainable. But just by hearing him and growing in this awareness of, of us being in him and him being in us, strongholds are pulled down. This is a powerful gospel that every thing that exalts itself in our thinking against the true knowledge of God is pulled down. It's it's like it melts. And it's a a whole different dynamic of of renewal of the mind. It's not a focus on ourselves. It's a focus on Him and what He has done and who we are in Him. And over time, it just will be amazed at how transformation really is not a difficult thing. My yoke is easy, he said. My burden is light. Learn of me and you shall find rest for your souls. Rest. Learn of me. Take my yoke upon you. And that, I think there he's talking about Learn how I live, for I am meek and lowly of heart. This is how I live. I live in union with my Father. Take my yoke. I'm yoked to something. He says, I'm yoked to something. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, because I am meek and lowly of heart. I live by another. There's another that lives in me. The Father is the one who does the works. The Father speaks the words. And as I live by the Father, so shall you too live by me. We have him. So he's saying, this is the way to live. This is like meekness and lowliness means that you're just totally dependent on on another. He says, come learn this, learn this way. You'll find rest for your souls. 
Because my burden is easy. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Because it's, it's not, I'm not asking you to do anything. For apart from me, you can do nothing. All you need to do is to do the one thing needful that Mary did. There's one thing needful. And Mary did sit at his feet, behold him, and hear him. We have him. She had him. She had him. We have him. And we will be people of this Christ. We will speak to people about him. We won't be trying to promote a church or a doctrine or theology. It'll be him. And it'll bring hope to everybody who has ears to hear. Because it's not about being smart. What's that, Rita? Yeah. It's about him. Well, I hope I was able to communicate what I've been feeling. Awesome. Awesome. Hold that. Can you hold that? Yeah, I... um, We'll wrap it up this morning here, but... Thanks for your love for me and your... I feel it. And... We can feel Him. We can have Him. We can know Him. We do have Him. If it sounds too good to be true, read what He said. He said, if it were not so, I would have told you. If it were not so, I would have told you. I have prepared a place. You are now with me. Seated with me. I am now with you. To live is Christ. Greater is He who is in us than He who is in the world. You have Him. You have Him. That's what the Spirit's saying. You have Him like they had Him. And even better. Because they were not new yet. The truth was with them, but not in them. Jesus said, the hour is coming and now is. And you're in the now is. It was coming for them. Because He had not yet given Himself. And He was not yet glorified. And the Spirit was not yet given. Because the Son had to be glorified first. So we're in the, we're in the now is. It's done. And now the Spirit is given to show us these things that are freely given to us. Who can know the thoughts of God? For eye really has never seen, ear has never heard, nor has it entered into the mind of man what God has prepared for those who love Him. But the Spirit reveals those things to us now. This is not a verse about heaven later. This is now. Union with the Christ, Jesus Himself. We have Him. And that's why they could do what they did. 
They were simple men. And they said, you know, we don't have silver or gold, but such as we have, we give to you. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, the same Jesus who walked with us, rise, walk. We have him. And what we have, we give to you. I want to grow in this. I want to go from faith to faith, from glory to glory in this awareness. And we will bear much fruit. And you don't have to struggle about being dead. You just have to rejoice that you're alive. Paul said, even as he died once, consider yourself as having died. And even as he ever lives, consider yourself as one who has been raised from the dead. Present yourself as one who is alive from the God, from, from the dead, alive to God from the dead. Present every day live as one who has been raised from the dead. So the focus is on life. With the with the reality that I'm new because the old has died. Nicole. Yes, it is. I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly. I heard a brother say this, it was so cool. He said, Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly. Which means you can have greater and greater experiences of his life. It can be life and life abundant. Depending on our rest. Our rest in him. Depending on our, our, our focus that it's him. Not being moved from the simplicity of Christ. Lord, thank you so much for teaching us. Thank you that we have ears to hear, eyes to see. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, thank you that we have you. Teach us this this way of just living life by you, with you, through you. Thank you that you're always with us. In the good times, the bad times, the easy times and the tough times, we have you. We have you like they had you. Thank you for this new covenant. In Jesus' name, I bless my brothers and sisters. Thank you, Father, that you've done it. Jesus' name. Thank you that you call us beloved. That you cherish us and you nourish us. My sheep know my voice. We have you.